Freight Efficiency with NACFI's Mike Roth and Friends. Here in episode 66, we're joined by Kenny Veith, president of ACT Research, where we talk about class eight vehicle production over the last decade, what causes the ups and downs in vehicle sales and why trucking is not for the faint of heart. We also talk about the impact of housing and industrial production on trucking, what we can expect in terms of vehicle sales through 2027, and the impact upcoming emission standards will have on our industry. Today we have joining us Kenny V. He's the president of ACT Research, and it's a real pleasure having him on today. Been friends uh, many, many, many years, and so uh, welcome, Kenny. Oh, thank you very much, Mike. Uh, glad to be with you. Yeah, I'm real excited about this conversation. I mean, you um, have a unique place in uh, commercial vehicles where you help us all think about you know, trends and markets and, and uh, the future. Uh, and, and we're going to get into all that, but um, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And I always get my head spinning with numbers. <laughs> and so I'm sure we'll do that a little bit, but you know, this is, uh, you know, this podcast is freight efficiency with Mike Roth and friends. And so I always like to ask, you know, do you remember when we first met and became friends? So I'm, I'm going to, so I, I, I remember, and I don't know whether it was the spring or fall. Uh, and I want to say it was probably uh, about 2012 and and we were involved in uh, uh, you know I, th I think our, our Venn diagram kind of happened uh, you know we went from null set to Venn diagram uh, you know over the natural gas uh, you know becoming a thing I think uh, you know you had recently left Navistar and uh, uh, you know started up NACFI and uh, and and you and Letty uh, came to it, it, at least one if not two um, of, of our seminars back, uh, around 2012. Yeah, I'm thinking that's about right. So there, uh, NACFI started in 2010 and, you know, it was, we we're kind of getting our feet under us. So I was trying to think before we set up this, uh, recording, um, whether or not I knew of act research before, um, I left Navistar, but, um, I, I never really, I had one job there that was manufacturing strategy where I probably had to think about, you know, line setting and order board and all that sort of thing. But um, anyway, here we are. And I remember as we started up NACFI, one of the things I was worried about was just like my personal access to the industry and to it in some of the information, you know, big companies, you know, you, you have access to things. And I was worried about starting it up. And you guys and your dad were very kind um, to NACFI in the early days. So um, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, I think the history of ACT research um, is, is is important and, and quite interesting, Kenny. So you mind taking us through uh, how did the organization get started and um, how old are you? And, and maybe over the course of the, I know decades, um, kind of how, how has the business changed or not? Um, take us through that if you don't mind. Sure. So, uh, so uh, you know, you started off, or you just mentioned Ken, and 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 I think uh, you know the you know one of the you know that that natural gas connection. Uh, you know, we were you know kind of small, and we didn't have a lot of people in 2011. Not that not that we're large today. Don't 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 get me wrong by any stretch. But uh, um, you know, we we uh, you know we we uh, we're, we're seeing you know natural gas was was becoming a thing, so we needed to understand it. Uh, and, and we didn't have any spare analysts, so uh, so 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 Ken uh, kind of dusted off his his management 
uh, you know, management role or, or stepped out of his management role and actually became an analyst for a bit, uh, you know, to the point that we were calling him Mr. Natural Gas because because he was so firmly uh, uh, <laughs> believing that uh, that 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 uh, you know natural gas was going to work. Uh, you know, the problem, of course, uh, with natural gas at least at that time was was you know all of the engine sizes uh, you know were not available and and also the single mo the, the 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 single dependent variable uh was was uh diesel prices <laughs> and or, or you know, diesel prices relative to uh uh to natural gas prices but but you know stepping back from there so my my father uh, um uh, started the the, the act research back in 1986 uh he was uh, a, a Cummins lifer and and uh, uh he was uh, I, th I think he uh, left he, he took an early retirement at 46 years old uh as people can't do that these days but uh but but he took an early retirement and and uh, Cummins basically allowed him to take uh, his job with him which was uh, one of the things he was doing was uh uh, getting data from all the OEMs and every month and aggregating it and and uh, then returning it back to the OEMs, uh, you know, protecting everybody's, uh, you know, confidential data, uh, but sharing the industry totals. Uh, if you think, you know, back in the early 80s when, when Ken started that, um, there was there was a lot of whipsawing, whether it was, uh, you know, wh whether it was uh, whether it was the recessions or whether it was inflation or 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 whether it was uh, um, uh, you know the deregulatory environment, it was very difficult to manage uh, commercial vehicle production. So he got the OEMs to get together at that time. Uh, and and uh, I was employee number one. Uh, you know, I, I I will freely admit that nepotism got me my job. Uh, so so uh, so 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 there is that. I think it's worked uh, out. I think it's worked out, Ken. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's, it's worked out. So yeah, I, I like to think talent has allowed allowed us to grow the job. But but uh, but but uh, you know, not telling any secrets that uh, <laughs> that I might have not been a first choice hire uh, at 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 a lot of places. But uh, uh, but but be that as it may, um, you know, we've 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 grown from that. Uh, you know, very you know, kind of narrow. Um, you know, tactical. Uh, you know tactical data collection uh, of, you know, what are orders doing, backlogs, uh, production, inventory, sales. Uh, you know, we started with class eight uh, and, and then we went to medium duty. Then we, uh, you know, did that with trailers uh, back in the early 1990s. Uh, we added, uh, you know, forecasting uh, in the mid 1990s. And, and uh, you know, we, we, we started with uh, used truck data collection um in the uh, you know right around 2001 2002 uh and 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 today you know we've gone from from uh you know two people uh in 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 1991 when i joined ken and uh and i want to say you know by 2000 uh you know we were about four people and uh uh you know flashing forward we're we're uh, i think 18 people today uh we've got a a, a very strong team uh, my goal is always to hire people that are uh, that are smarter than i am mm -hmm. uh and when you're when you're in a kind of an intellectual property shop uh, you know smart people are, uh, are are good to have around you uh you know right now we're we're uh, you know we're you know our venn diagram continues to uh you know we we we, 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 we with NACFI and act um uh you know with uh, with elect vehicle electrification we've done uh uh, three vehicle electrification reports. Uh, we're we're just now, uh, I should say, on a multi-client basis, and we're just now uh, starting, uh, you know, collecting companies for the next multi-client electrification report. Uh, and, and you know, we've we've 
the the first one was was uh, diesel and electric. Uh, we added hydrogen the last time. We're going to be adding natural gas and gasoline uh, this go around. Uh, we just on uh, September 30th released an autonomous vehicle report. So, you know, kind of getting our heads around uh, what the total addressable market's going to be. And, and uh, you know, assuming we, we ever get to that level five stuff, uh, I, I don't think it works particularly well if you don't disintermediate labor. Uh, but, but uh, you know, we can get to that. Uh, uh, so, so anyway, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, we're excited about the future. It's, and, and this is, a, I, I think you could probably, uh, you know, chime in on this but this is such an exciting time to be in this industry where you know you're 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 seeing this this transition uh you know you're 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 kind of seeing the future unfold in real time yeah i really really believe that and you know i think your your job and what you guys tackle is hard and always has been hard you know uh but now with the transition to all these other fuels and all these other powertrains um, that adds like a, another dimension to the forecasting and so forth. But, but let's just start with sort of like basic commercial vehicle, uh, you know, analysis and forecasting. And, you know, when I, my, first, my first job was in the Detroit area. And when I really started understanding commercial trucks, I remember hearing the automobile industry just, you know, they were building a million less vehicles out of 17 million or something like that. And, you know, the sky was falling. How could any company possibly handle an eight or 10% drop in production? And, and I remember thinking, what the heck, uh, you know, in trucking, we deal with 40, 50% um, over a cycle. So, um, you know, many of the people here in this podcast, you know, really don't understand, haven't been in trucking a long time, may not understand all the nuances. So kind of just walk us through, uh, you know, maybe we'll focus on class eight, you know, how has that war production been over the decades? What's caused it to go up and down and, and uh, just, just take three or four minutes and, and uh, ed educate us on the general market trends for, um, for heavy. Yeah, sure. So, so, uh, you know, just thinking about, you know, starting with, with, the, with the economy. So the, the economy creates freight uh and and freight or what trucks haul uh and and uh you know kind of kind of as a as a, as a foundational idea um truckers buy trucks when they make money not all economic activity is is created uh, equally so uh you know when we think in terms of of you know what creates the freight uh, you know it's the housing market it's 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 the automotive industry uh, it's it's machinery it's the things that that you know that that the things that inflect the cycle are the things that that you know require a lot of widgets uh or you know a, a, you know bricks and mortar, uh, you know, those are the kinds of things that 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 generate the freight that that trucks haul. So, uh, you know, within the broader economic cycles, we tend to have freight cycles, uh, you know, where where those freight intensive segments are are uh, uh, growing more rapidly. And that was really, uh, you know, what drives the cycle. And then within that, it's it's, you know, our truckers making money hauling the freight. So, you know, at the beginning of the cycle, um, you know, you've, you've just come out of a recession and, and there tends to be a lot of over capacity in the market, uh, you know, and, and you have this inflection in freight. And, and so you don't immediately see that inflection in freight start to create higher freight rates. It's, it's only after that kind of uh, parked against the fence capacity is absorbed that, uh, that, that freight rates start to go up. And, and truckers, uh, of course, at this point, aren't yet ordering trucks because they're still not making a lot of money. So you get to that point where, uh, we start to talk about when you start hearing 
truckers talk about driver shortage, uh, that's when you know they're starting to make money <laughs> because that's what that's <laughs> that's uh, that I, I yeah the louder the, the louder you hear truckers complaining about driver shortage as a rule of thumb, uh, the more truckers the more money truckers are going to make. So that's the point at which. Yeah, and also how, the the fact that they've got more trucks coming, right? So they've got more empty seats than when because uh, we're we're talking about I mean, what is the percent up and the percent down in a in a typical cycle if there is a typical one but over the last 40 years 50 years how how, how much uh how much high how, what's the high and what's the low so uh in in the in in the last just this day just just this century we'll we'll we'll, we'll keep it in, you know with with years that start with a two in uh 2006, of course, we had the the uh, you, know, you know we had kind of the perfect confluence of events. You had the housing bubble, uh, you had some tax cuts, and uh, and and you had an emissions man a very expensive emissions emissions mandate in 2007. Uh, you know the industry built 376,400 vehicles in in 2006. By the way, we count for the you know total North American market. Uh, you know, of course, uh, we, you know, three years later, we have the the Great Recession, uh, and the industry built 118,400 uh, trucks. So what's that about a 70% decrement? <laughs> See, uh, it's just, it's just, it just can't, I just can't, even, I mean, you just think about any sort of industry that handles that sort of revenue, you know, I mean, because it comes back to revenue then for everybody that builds trucks and engines and hubcaps and, you know bolts and everything on the truck yeah ab absolutely you have to uh, uh th this this is it's not an industry for the faint of heart because and, and that was that that's a that's an extreme uh exaggeration but or you know kind of an exaggerated cycle uh you know because of the pre-buy on one end and, yeah. and, and you know the worst recession since the 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 great depression in, in 2009 but but even if we look more recently um, you know, the industry did, uh, you know, 323,000 uh, class eight units in 2015, did 228,000 units in 16, uh, did 345,000 units in 2019, uh, you know, did 214,000 units in, in 2020, uh, you know, pandemic asterisk there, but, but, but nevertheless, uh, you know, this, this is a, uh, you know, it's, it's almost binary when, yeah, when, yeah. when, when one trucker's making money to buy trucks, all the truckers are making money to buy trucks. When, when one trucker's not making money, then no truckers want to buy trucks. So, so that's yeah, kind of I, the way it, uh, way it goes. Yeah. And I, you know, uh, having, um, watched you share your, you know, forecasts, your, uh, predictions, and then, you know, explain, you, you look at like, what dozens, maybe hundreds of uh, metrics to uh, to try to help us all understand this? Uh, yeah, so so uh, you, you know we we use uh, you know the, no no secret if you're you know whatever capital good you know whether it's a washer washing machine or a refrigerator or a car um, you know you're you're using some form of stock replacement modeling so so it's 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 basically old stuff dies so so you you look at you know the you you build a model that gives you the total population. Uh, and and then you know within that total population every year you have old equipment dying and and then you have new economic activity or new freight on top of the existing mountain of freight so then you need more more vehicles to haul so it's you know 
replacement demand plus new demand equals your retail sales number is 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 kind of the way uh, you know we we tend to think about these things. Um, yeah, so so we you know uh, you know we we focus on uh, you know I mentioned them earlier you know we focus on those freight intensive sectors of the economy uh, as well as carrier profitability. So so uh, you know we 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 forecast. Uh, you know, kind of the, the the freight volumes, and and we forecast uh, you know using using various and sundry metrics, that, and and we forecast uh, you know carrier profits, and and that's really uh, you know kind of is. And what are what are some of those um, high freight uh, markets? I'm thinking like housing, um, other construction. I mean, what what are a couple of those that that if they move a few points, it means a lot to trucking. Sure. Housing, housing is, is, is number one. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not just building the house and, you know, you, you think of all the touches. So, so I build the house, but then I need carpets then I need washers and dryers and refrigerators uh, and, and, and counters and cabinets. And, and, uh, you know, so, so it's one thing to build a house. It's another thing to turn a house into a home. So, so there's, there's a, there's a lot of implied freight, uh, you know, beyond just the building of the of the house itself. Uh, you know, beyond that, uh, you know, we you know industrial production, uh, you know, manufacturing industrial production is is a is 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 another one of those uh, uh, you know kind of kind of key areas. Uh, you know, if I if I'm building uh, you know a car or a combine or or class eight trucks, uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of widgets that have to be moved from a lot of suppliers. Uh, to to create those vehicles. So uh, you know when when demand for vehicles you know broadly uh, is is up, uh, there's a lot of extra freight that needs to be moved. and it, it's it's you know that that you know that that movement of widgets that kind of puts the C in the cycle. Sure, sure. Another question I've been wanting to ask you now I've got the opportunity is the effect of e-commerce, you know, the whole retail change, that was, you know, that was happening, and then the pandemic sort of turbocharged it. Um, you know, what is what effect does that have on, um, you know, medium and heavy freight trucks? Um, you know, part of me says probably not a lot. You still have to get it, you know, from the either the, you know, like the ports if the materials are coming in from overseas or manufacturing, but you still have to get stuff moved around. And really, does the last does that last mile, whether we go to the store and buy it or whether it's brought to our homes, does that change the the heavy and medium at all? So, so I, I think uh, it, it, there's there, there's there's two factors here. Uh, the first is the the reduction in density. So you know you think when we used to go to malls, you know the, the you know an LTL, uh, you know would pick up a package of a hundred shirts and take it to you know the the local. Uh, I'm trying to think like Macy's uh, as an example, uh, and 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 those hundred shirts would get put on a rack and they'd sit there until somebody came and picked them up. Uh, well, with e-commerce, you know those hundred shirts all got put in a hundred different boxes and 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 got sent everywhere. So so you know we you know wasn't we we weren't shipping more weight, but we were shipping a lot more air. Uh, and 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 then so the so so you had this you know kind of. Uh, um uh, the 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 light weighting of the freight if you will and 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 within that you also have a uh, uh, much more time sensitivity uh, with that freight so you know especially it, it amazes me today you know you order something on a saturday and it shows up on a sunday and and you know you, <laughs> 
you know, we, 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 we don't use bad language on, on podcasts, but you know, there's a, there's a WT <laughs> yeah, something, <laughs> something like that, that they just like, why are you bringing this to me on a Sunday? So, so there's the, that time definite. I think the big thing is that time definite nature of freight uh, is is also a component of this because you know when you when you took that hundred shirts to the mall, uh, you know they didn't have to get there on time and they sat there until they sold. And and now uh, because online retailers are are promising you know next day or two day uh, or or you know ASAP freight. Uh, there's a there's a lot more priority freight. So I think that's, you know, and, and if we look at the big, uh, you know, the big, say, publicly traded companies, uh, you know, like a Knight Swift or, a you know, Warner or a J.B. Hunt, um, you know, those guys are, uh, you know, they've they've really transitioned their business models over the course of the past couple of decades, uh, you know, recognizing the value of that that regional high high intensity service regional yeah. opportunity i do think if the freight's getting lighter that actually could be um giving us a false sense of improved miles per gallon because we're hauling less freight but uh you know we've got more trucks doing it and um that's that's not good for the total amount of gallons burned to move the freight and that's always, you know, the economy has such a, a moving target for the freight. It's hard to tell a lot of these things. So let's get real granular on the next few years. So, um, you know, walk us through the dynamics around, you know, how many trucks are, are going to be built here in 2022? Um, what dynamics would occur in 23, 24, 25, however, however far you feel comfortable going out and helping us think about the uh, the market going forward and, and maybe just give us a little flavor of how, some of these alternative fuels might play into um, the, the next number of years. So, so you know, we 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 start with we I, you know all of this starts with trucking, and I and I think uh, you know there there have been barriers to entry. I think the uh, uh, the the uh, uh, drug and alcohol clearinghouse has has put you know yet another barrier to entry uh, to new drivers coming into the market. Uh, you know, you look at demographics. Um, you know, we, we're looking at you know 0.2 percent per year. Uh, labor force growth in the United States uh, as we look out through this decade. So, so there are not a lot of warm bodies. So, so the next time we get a, a sniff of 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 a of you know kind of a, a an up cycle, uh, you know we're going to go right back into a significant driver shortage. So, so I think you know one of the things that's different is is there's just not a lot of warm bodies. And, uh, uh, you know, truckers complain about the regulations, but, but you know, they should actually send a bottle of wine uh, to the FMCSA every year for, for making their jobs harder. Because if you're good at what you do and, and, and you know, the government makes your job harder, uh, they're making it even harder for somebody who's not good at what you do. So, so uh, you know, we've, we've seen, uh, you know, an increase in freight rates. You know, we're looking at a downturn, you know, so uh, all-time record profits uh, for the carriers in 21. Uh, you know, the, the, the coin is spinning right now, whether 22 will be slightly better or slightly worse than 2021. Uh, 2023, we're looking for a, a fairly significant drop in, in, in rates and, and profits in 23. Uh, but that's going to, 2023's profits are going to drop to the fourth best year ever because we've reset the bar on rates. And, and so while profit margins are down, if we just look, you know, kind of straight up on, on, 
uh, a, a free cash basis. Truckers are still going to make a lot of money uh, in 2023. And, and you know, if you want to have a, an it's different this time, uh, you know, the, the four most dangerous words in the English language, um, you know, the, the, it's it's that carrier profits uh, are, are substantively different from here. And on on a positive basis, uh, so so uh, you know looking looking forward, uh, you know the Fed is raising interest rates, uh, you know quite aggressively. They 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 let inflation get away from them. Um, you know if you look at core PCE, which is uh, the 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 Fed's preferred metric, uh, it's hot right now. Um, you know in two of the last three months, uh, core PCE has been up 0.6 percent, uh, and that's you know 7.2 percent annualized. Um, if we go back over the last 40 years, there have only been three months where core PCE has been up 0.6%, and we've just experienced two of them in the last three months. So, wow. so uh, you know, we we think that that uh, it's it's likely that that the Fed is not done, and it wouldn't surprise us to see you know certainly another 75 basis points. And I think the Fed went on their dot plot from an average of. Uh, expectation of 3.6% interest rates by the end of 2023 to 4.8%. So the Fed is even acknowledging they've got more work to do. So, so uh, you know, we're expecting, uh, you know, kind of continued aggressive Fed policy. Uh, and, and, and I think there's, there's, uh, you know, an unappreciated level of risk into the second half of 2023 uh, on an economic front. And, and, and certainly, uh, you know, the housing market's going to get crushed. Uh, you know, there's going to be less car buying uh, and those things that, that create the freight that we've been talking about. So, so you know, with, with, with that context, uh, you know, turning to the class eight market, our forecast for this year is, is 310,000, um, you know, it, if the industry was able to build all the trucks that they could have built, I, I, I think this year would have been 360,000 units. The carriers are just making so much money. Uh, and, and interestingly, and, you know, there was a, there was a, a headline that, uh, uh, that, that Werner bought Baylor, uh, I, I think it was the beginning of this week. Um, and, and uh, you know, and we saw a lot of uh, M&A activity in, in the trucking industry last year. And I think a lot of that is occurring because, the the you know the big fleets can't buy trucks from the OEMs because the OEMs are supply constrained. Uh, so so they're going out and buying used trucks. Yeah, in, and that you know in, that that's that might break your four letter word thing or or four word <laughs> phrase thing because you know because we couldn't build too many trucks. Um, those those fifty thousand trucks you just brought up maybe pushed out into a future year where it would have been a much lower demand because of this drop in freight, right? So maybe we won't see that that huge peak and valley that otherwise we might have in this. And I, I think that's a great point, Mike. And 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 certainly, um, you know, the, the another one of those it's different this time factors is, you know, normally at this point in the cycle, just about the time that the freight cycle is rolling over, uh, you know, truckers have have ordered and purchased an extra a hundred thousand more vehicles than they need. And so when you have that recession, then the first thing you have to do, you know, going back to my earlier comments is you've got to work off that hundred thousand trucks before you start making good money again. So, so, uh, you know, so, so our 2023 forecast, uh, and, and, uh, you know, so, so we're at, at, you know, 296,000 units for 2023, um, you could take the over and call that 320 and and I would not argue with you uh you know because because I think it's it's eminently doable uh you know our concern is uh, again a very aggressive fed 
at, at this juncture. Uh, our, our forecast for 24, we see that as the, the bottom year this cycle, which is a very, very good year. We're at about 254, 255,000 units for class eight. You know, we're normally talking about, you know, 220,000 units on the, you know, the trough of the cycle, not, you know, 250,000. Hey, we got to wrap it up there, Kenny, but I am going to put a plug in for the seminars. Uh, if you at all enjoyed this 30 minutes and it's like, man, I, I really felt like I just got started in something I want to learn more about, come to one of their seminars. They happen twice a year, Columbus, Indiana, and um, it, it um, two days of, of kind of what we've been going through here for a few minutes. So Kenny, it's great having you as a friend. Thanks for joining the podcast and um, best to you in the, in the work there that uh, at your company. I'm glad to do it, Mike. Thank you. Uh, you know, likewise, thanks for your friendship. Have a great day. Freight Efficiency with NACFI's Mike Roth and Friends.